and welcome to the sexy 69th episode of the non-player character podcast video game podcast with character i am going to introduce everybody as if i am their irritated significant other that shouldn't be too hard so i am npc paul and we are starting the podcast right here and now. And it's going to be a good podcast because we're going to talk about sex and video games. It's going to be fantastic. And with me in studio, kind of, is Katie. How's it going, Katie? Yeah? Yeah. That's that's what you think I sound like? No, that's what I sound oh, like when, yeah. Yeah, no, actually, not even, what, like 30 minutes ago, I heard, are, are you sleeping? <laughs> The answer was yes. I begged her to watch a video on YouTube and she was watching it and she fell asleep watching it. It wasn't very interesting. Oh, it was about <laughs> DMs. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm okay after my power nap. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you? sure you have a lot to talk about because Destiny had this thing yep. happen. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely, it'll be the return of Destiny Corner. I hope mm -hmm. you're excited. Yep. Good. I Good. played so much of it. I bet you did. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. With me over Zoom is one of my favorite people. And it's Leonard. How's it going, Leonard? I, I'm here. Yes, you are. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. You know, just, uh, you know, trying to get some black air force ones and uh storm someone who has a ps5 uh if you know who afro Senju xl is then uh you know that i'm coming for his ps5 all right good to know i mean you shouldn't have said that because now he knows oh he won't okay all right <laughs> <laughs> and also with me over zoom is another one of my favorite people kanta How's it going, Kent? <laughs> it is uh, going good. Uh. <laughs> wow, it's like Julia oh, was here in the studio. <laughs> I wish we were still doing the same intros from last time. We are working on getting back to normal, and that probably won't happen until next year. But when we do, it'll be in a brand new fancy studio that I'm really excited to show you guys. He's been doing a lot of work. I've been working on it for a long, long time. Uh, and it's it's finally coming together. So be excited for that. But Kent, I have you on the podcast over Zoom. How you been? I'm going pretty, uh, doing pretty well. Um, okay, okay. You know, I've dipped into that next generation. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a lot of free time on my hands, but it's uh, going pretty well. All right. Well, we will definitely talk about that in just a second. But first, I want to hear from Leonard. Leonard, what have you been playing? Oh, the only game that really matters. Yeah. Yeah. What game is that? Spider-Man Miles Morales. Ooh. Uh, how, what, give, give me it. What do you think? Do you love it? Do you hate um, it? I literally went into the game. Yeah. And uh, first of all, you could definitely tell the culture is there. <laughs> yeah. How so? Um, they give you a little wrap around about what happened in the last game, the Spider-Man game, and then gives it gives you an up to date of where everything is now. Um, I'm not going to try to spoil it too much, but I love it. And they've actually represented uh, Black Lives Matter in it. So wow. that's a huge win. And plus the fact that they not only show just the black side, but also his other side, which I 
don't really remember what his Latino? other side was. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Latino descent. Yeah. Um, because yeah. his mother is Puerto like, Rican. Is it Puerto Rican? I think it was Puerto Rican. It's Puerto Rican. Okay. Yeah. And it it's really nice to see that they they melded both those sides like really well. And that's good. That's it good. is so beautiful. And I and love the game too. so much. It's game of the year for me. Wow. Um, considering that not much came out, right? Did it? Yeah, but there's another game that comes out this week, right. but we're going to talk about that later. Right. There's another game that comes out next month that might be game of the year for a few people on this podcast. So uh, are there major differences in this game? And maybe uh, Kent can can jump in on this too. Yes, there definitely are. Um, I think <laughs> Kent and I can probably go hand in hand on this, but um, I'll, I'll name one and Kent can name one, I guess. Uh, for me, the swinging animations. Uh, I thought that they were just going to reuse the same Spider-Man one, but I'm actually really happy that they changed it so that it's, it's actually Miles Morales' own like extra swinging and everything. Right, like it's it's a little bit extra movement and it, it looks like it's also uh, like unpracticed. Because he's familiar yeah. with this, yeah. yes, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like it too. And it takes a lot of cues from uh, Into the Spider Verse, which is uh, always a good idea if you're talking about Spider Man. Uh, Kent, what did you notice? Uh, the Venom powers for yeah. sure. Yeah, those are cool. Um, I mean, like it works uh, really differently. So he doesn't have as many gadgets as uh, OG Spider Man, which I don't really care because I never use the gadgets. And it makes sense. Uh, yeah. And instead he has like a, it's like a shortcut, I think like L1 to like square triangle circle mm -hmm. and then like, or like combination of them. And then he has like these like unique, uh, like electricity attacks, AOE attacks. And so I feel like fighting is actually even more fun than Spider-Man because it gives you a little bit more variation, almost like a fighting game, really like Tekken, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's uh, a little bit, it's less um, just, press circle to dodge and then just mash square. Right. Uh, so, you know, it gives a little bit more variation. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing I noticed. That's actually good. Cause one of my gripes about the original Spider-Man and to remind the audience, I did not like the original Spider-Man for a handful of reasons, but one of my gripes is that it was just sort of a press square to win uh, type of gameplay. Like there, they threw in a couple of bad guys that had a different, combination of things that you had to do to dispatch them but uh in general it was basically the same thing over and over again yeah. um and and yeah i wasn't a, wasn't a fan of that but it is good to hear uh that uh this sort of spices that formula up uh to a degree and again i won't play this game because i did see a repeated animation and uh, that is unacceptable so <clears throat> how do you get through any game well, any game isn't a game with Spider-Man in it, so yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he holds it to high regards. He holds it to impossible uh, standards. Impossible standards. Yes, this is the same guy that thinks Elder Scrolls Skyrim is like the best game ever. It is. It's the most immersive for sure. <laughs> so I'm quickly going to jump in and talk about what I've been playing. I've been going uh, hard on uh, uh, Baldur's Gate Three on the stadia of all places um because my computer can't handle it yet uh i am planning on buying a new graphics card but right now it can't handle it so i'm making google uh all their computers play my game for me uh and i appreciate that 
Um, so I, all the shit I've talked about Stadia in the past, some of it is still true. The fact that there's only about 13 games on the platform is a major problem. Um, but the capability that I have with playing a high-end game without needing to spend upwards of $1,000 on a high-end computer uh, really offsets the $10 a month cost, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Uh, and I uh, just got my PS5. Uh, Kent and I will sort of be going back and forth on this. I finished Astro, kind of. I haven't 100 percent it, but I'm going back and doing that. Uh, that was a nostalgia trip that I loved. But what it mostly showed off, and I was appreciative that it showed it off, was uh, the haptic feedback and uh, how amazing it can be and how amazing it can feel. Uh, Kent, what do you think about this haptic feedback? Is it a gimmick? Is it uh, um, here to stay? It is the best thing about the PS5, in my opinion. Uh, I think it outweighs ray tracing and uh, the 3D audio. Wow. Um, just because... Uh, like the opportunity for developer to kind of immerse you more is just amazing. I mean, like this is, you know, the next step we've got, like, I mean, it's been, we've had a rumble since the 64 and yeah, it's been like incrementally (laughs) better, but like, I mean, I know switch kind of had haptic feedback, but it, it was you know, never you utilized one, two switch. And that was it. Yeah, that uh, was maybe good. Mario party. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then it wasn't, uh, it was just, I believe two small, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, rumble connectors on each side and, you, you know, joy cons are really tiny. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you know, I, I'm not a working man, but I have some sort of calluses on my hands and, yeah. uh, you know, you, you just can't feel it, but the yeah. PlayStation controller sort of offers you a whole hands worth of, of feedback. And that's fantastic. Um, the haptic feedback is fantastic. I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll grant you that. One of my favorite things about the controller so far is the triggers. Uh, the, uh, yeah. What do they call it? Like adaptive triggers or something like that. Yeah. Um, something along the lines, but yeah, that's, that's my favorite part. Uh, I mean, guns. Yeah. Guns guns feel amazing. Uh, I'm playing, uh, no man's sky got a PlayStation five upgrade that is actually going to get another upgrade later on this year or next year. I can't remember which. Um, but every time you take off in your spaceship, you have to like pull down hard on the, uh, trigger to activate the thrusters. And it, it feels so right. Uh, that game is still frustrating and I'm not, is it, uh, has, have you like really enjoyed it? Cause I've been very, very much been debating about getting it. Uh, what no man's sky. Yeah. Um, it's, it's frustrating. Uh, they changed the tutorial. So now it takes forever to actually get started. Um, but I'm finally done with the tutorial and I can like jump, uh, systems now. And that has, it. it's now opened up the, the, the game to me a little bit and it's it's made it more fun i i assume that uh playing with other people would be even more fun so if you do manage to get it definitely let me know about it uh so kent i know you said that uh ray tracing is down the list um but have you noticed any graphical stuff about this playstation 5 that you're just blown away about um for 4k quality is great um actually for me this is a personal thing this may not be for everyone but um I'm actually using HDR now. 
Um, wow. I think I had a personal conversation with you that I just always left it off for the pro because right. for I, some I, reason it just wasn't doing well. Yeah. I'm um, not sure if we had that conversation on Mike, but. Uh, yeah, no, I think I it was remember. off. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I actually figured out why, mm. um, because uh, my TV had a gamma range that wasn't supported, I guess, by the pro. Um, and Interesting. I couldn't, uh, do it i think um it's a new one i don't remember because it's like str 97 point whatever you know it's like a crazy thing but um yeah um so that's like the gamma range and um it picked it up for the ps5 and um so now hdr is amazing every single game it's no longer washed out i see the the color range is expanded and the uh the blacks don't crush and the whites aren't you know uh, overblown. So that's good. Uh, it looks great that like HDR, I can finally experience it. Uh, cause I never did. Cause it always ruined the image. Right. Um, you know, and then of course, ray tracing is great. Um, I got a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say freaked out, but like I surprised myself because like I was, you know, uh, I was playing watchdogs legion and I'm on, I'm playing on permadeath on the hardest difficulty. And I was getting chased by people who would have killed my operative permanently. Mm. And I was running. And then I like immediately pulled up my gun and shot, but I ended up shooting my reflection. Cause I thought somebody was coming after me. Very good. Very <laughs> so good. Uh, I, you know, it made me think like, Oh man, some horror games will have a field day with ray tracing for sure. I think Village is going to have a lot of fun with it. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, uh, PlayStation Five has been sort of uh, eye-opening to me about this next generation. Uh, I haven't, of course, I haven't played Demon's Souls because um, I don't want to throw my brand new PlayStation Five out the window. Um, but I watched uh, Mr. Fruit play it if you don't know who he is he's a youtuber and everyone should give him his love because he's a wholesome and wonderful human person um but he played it and i wanted to play it because of how beautiful the game looked mm-hmm. and uh, it yeah. runs perfectly yeah yeah butter smooth at 60 frames it's uh yeah uh i i want to play it but i know i shouldn't so i won't so, um, okay, uh, I think we're done with the PlayStation 5. The only other thing that I will say, uh, if you don't know and you're listening to this, do not expect to get it in store. Uh, if you really want to try and get it, go online and try and get it. Otherwise, don't try. Don't go on StockX. They're literally selling it for over 1000 or $878 the last time I saw it. Right, right. Damn. This is really just wait (laughs) just wait the system is five hundred dollars or four hundred dollars for the digital one do not pay a penny more it is not okay uh to give fucking scalpers and resellers uh a penny of your hard-earned money uh just to have this thing that honestly you don't need until sometime next year which by the way little story time okay uh Twitter, some guy bought a whole bunch of PS5s, the disc edition and the uh, digital edition. And he was selling them for about $800 to $1,000. That is His information up. got leaked immediately and they all found out where he lived. 
That's, yeah, I mean, so like, that's, that's well, disgusting. Buddy. Like seriously, so, like I I don't wish violence on somebody, but like if if you want to egg his house, fucking do that shit. If you want to DDoS attack his fucking server or his his uh, Wi-Fi router, fucking do it. Well, that's In conclusion. Illegal. Is In it? Twitter. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't encourage that one. But yeah. The egging of the house, I think, is still okay. Yeah. TP, actually, keep the TP. We're probably going to need that. But the eggs, go ahead. Just long story wow. short, people and people who are listening, if you're going to get multiple, give it to people. Give it right. to other people who have never had the chance of playing a game or never had the chance to be to have the the privilege, in a sense, to. Right be able to buy one give it to someone who deserves it or equally good send it to a country uh that will have to pay a thousand dollars in store like uh, exactly australia or barbados or barbados uh, australia is going to go for uh 999 dollars uh on opening night brazil yeah brazil is really bad too uh and i know that there's like a gift of brazilian a game day and gift an australian a game day uh, and this would be uh, above and beyond that. Uh, so they would appreciate it, and so would the world. Do that. Check your sources. Check your Definitely sources. check your sources. Check your sources. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to scam you of all these games and stuff. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, if you are in the means, help help somebody. Um, okay, uh, Leonard, uh, you have. Did you tell me what you were playing? You did. Yes, I did. did. It was Miles Morales. Uh, I'm just trying to delay this as much as possible and make Katie uh, seethe a little bit. So how are you guys doing? Uh, you you know, know what? I think it's time because she's looking oh. at me like she's going to stab me. <laughs> it's time <laughs> for the return Katie. at last of Destiny Corner. I miss this corner. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Oh, I'm adding back the Halo music for this because it's one of I, my favorite jokes. I actually miss this corner very much. I, I miss all you guys so much, but oh, this, this corner, too, yeah, this corner, I definitely miss. Not only because I always used to trash on it, but it was just because literally, like, I I was sad because when Katie switched to PC, I was so depressed because I was like, well, great, now my Destiny Two is just sitting there, <laughs> just saying, play me, and I'm like, well, I want to play with friends. So in conclusion, I'll, I'll hop back on PS4 and suffer for, for a bit. <laughs> so struggle. <laughs> Destiny 2 had something major coming out. Uh, well, I think probably last week. Mm -hmm. So tell the audience, tell us, what have you been playing, Katie? Destiny 2 Beyond Light, November 10th. There you go. All right. Yeah. Is it good? Or yeah. is it like the internet says and a waste of time? Or whatever? <laughs> um, no, I mean, the way that I view it is like anyone, I don't know. I've been playing this game for so fucking long. And like, there is like maybe a two, no one to two year period where I didn't play it at all because it was right before destiny two came out. Right. And I hadn't had that much interest in destiny in a while, but like, I feel like people who complain about these launches are the same people that like, <laughs> just either didn't play or don't remember the dark terrible periods of no content for like months at a time and nothing groundbreaking really happening until the taking king came out right um 
Yeah. Taken King literally took like picked up destiny and shook it. Yeah. And like it was, you know, it needed it. But like, holy shit, that (laughs) Taken King (laughs) fucked everything up. And that's kind of what Beyond Light is doing. Good. Um, We got a whole new subclass system. Um, Right. Right. To wield the darkness. Ooh. Um, Scary. It's a learning curve. Yeah, I am noticing that from the YouTube videos of yeah. the creators that I'm seeing, they're not doing as good as they used to. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, they they also, um, Bungie implemented sunsetting, and it's very heavy-handed. It's a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be. Um, but honestly, I do think it was needed. I mean, for the last three years, we've been using the same, like, five archetype we- we- yeah. weapon archetypes. Yeah. And nothing really ever got a chance to to shine beyond like, I mean, for a while there, right before Beyond Light dropped, it was, you know, auto rifles and hand cannons, but hand cannons have been the mainstay for, I mean, since Forsaken. So right. two I mean, years. What I noticed at least most times in, in the meta is that there was always a PVP weapon meta, mm-hmm. like one gun. And a PVE weapon meta, like one gun, maybe two guns. Mm-hmm. And then every two weeks, maybe three weeks, another gun would come out or, or they'd release new content for something. And then that meta would shift and it would just do that in, in a cycle. I mean, kind of. The, the problem is, is that anytime they did shift the formula, I mean, hand cannons, don't get me wrong, they're still strong. But like for a while there it was, you know, hand cannons were the weapon to use in PvP right. and oh, so yeah. overbearing that anytime you used anything else, you were handicapping yourself. Like yeah. Literally, if you walked into PvP <laughs> with a scout rifle or an AR before the buff, um, you'd walk in and just like, you know, get mapped by a fucking hand cannon. <laughs> and you're like, I have a scout rifle. How can you do this? Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there was a period of time where I got really good at, you know, sniping because I needed a secondary weapon that could, you know, yeah. out, outgun people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, the sun setting was very much needed. Um, so uh, explain what, what exactly you mean by sun setting. Ah, uh, yes. So sun setting is the practice of retiring weapons mm. um, or natural. The idea is to make it a little bit more of a natural progression. Okay. Um, this feels extremely harsh because it's like, every weapon we've been using for the last three years are now like useless. Like you can still use them. No one's stopping you, but you can't, you can't infuse them to make them powerful with you. Mm. So the power cap I think is 1410. Got it. And these weapons are stuck at 1050. You can't go beyond 1050. Got it. So like if I were to hop into PVE, I'd be fine. You know, assuming my, my light level will stay pretty high, even though I'm using a 1050 weapon. Right. But if I try to go into a raid with this, I'm hindering myself and my team. Yeah. If I try to go into comp, I'm going to hinder myself. If I try to go into Iron Banner, I'm going to hinder myself. Okay. So, yeah, it still works in regular Crucible. So, so they I don't know why the PvP people are complaining. <laughs> so so they sunset weapons. I assume they also did the same thing to armor. In a uh, sense. Um so right now it's not as heavy handed. It doesn't seem on the armor pieces. Um, they seem to go a little more gently on those because it's kind of nice. Cause like, you know, armor makes you look different. So like mm-hmm. if you want to look a certain way and yeah, and we're not getting transmog until December, I think. So okay. until that happens, like it makes sense that they wouldn't go so hard on, right. on the armor. Plus okay. we have like, um, you know, we can apply universal ornaments to newer armor. So it's not yeah. as, it's not as, at least to me, it, it doesn't feel as insane. Okay. So, yeah. So those complaints about getting rid of things, um, it, it's not really merited. 
Well, I, I wouldn't say it's not merited. There's certainly like, there was a minute there where I wasn't quite sure what to use because I got so used to using my recluse. Like I worked hard for it. Yeah. Didn't work very hard because I had someone else give me the glory, uh, give me that glory <laughs> I needed. Um, but I did all the other steps, mm. <laughs> um, which wasn't a lot by the way. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I leaned on my recluse for so long that, you know, hopping into PV the first time I was like, well, shit, what do I use? Like, I don't have anything else. Like I, my dumbass was like, oh no, I'm good. I've got this weapon as a backup and oops, that one also got sunsetted. I wasn't paying attention to that one's date. Got it. Um, so it took me a minute to find my groove, but I think there's enough weapons in the loot pool that I, I, I understand the need to be like, I don't know what to do, but like, you know, we're almost a week into this launch. Like by now, if you've been playing at least partially consistently, mm. you've had to have you know, found some options. Right. There's no way your loot drops are that bad. Right. <laughs> right. Well, so. mine would be. And that's why I stopped. Oh, yeah. Playing. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're really bad at that. Yeah. Loot drops are not my friend. Um, okay. So uh, the gameplay is still there. They're adding yes. new things. They're taking things away, but they're adding just yeah. as much. Yeah. We lost four planets. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, All gone. And I have a feeling I know why they did that. Is it yeah. because there's too much goddamn content and it's getting too big? I mean, in a sense, yeah. I mean, the thing about Destiny players is that we will bitch and moan and complain about literally every aspect of this game. And whether we want to admit it or not, Bungie has the numbers on their side. Mm. So, like, we can... I, I was sad to see Mars go. I do like doing Escalation Protocol, but realistically, right. when's the last time I did Escalation Protocol? Right. Like, seriously. Right. And not just because I was passing through and I saw some poor little blueberry trying to do it. It <laughs> like, was a good game mode, and I wish that they could, like, you know, slap that on somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, Escalation Protocol is, is like, a good idea, that whole horde mode. Yeah. I mean, that's such a staple in... in you know, bungee in yeah. general, yeah, that, yeah. you know, but I, I have faith that they're going to come up with other things and, you know, build on it. Cause they did, they built on escalation protocol to give us, you know, the reckoning and then to yeah. give us the menagerie and then to give us other things right. that I'm sure they'll keep doing. So, um, but yeah, so we can bitch and moan and complain all, all we want, but it's like, you know, we, how often did you go to Titan when it wasn't a flashpoint? Mm. How often did you run the strike? How often did you run the story mode? How often, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. it's just the numbers just aren't there and it doesn't make any sense as a company to try to expand your game. That's already getting huge and runs terribly on the PS4 and Xbox one. Yeah. Like cut out, cut out the fat. <laughs> that makes sense. So, uh, okay. Last thing. Um, if, uh, I, I'm an old destiny two player, uh, it's been a long time since I, uh, hopped back on, mm -hmm. uh, can you convince me to come back? Uh, I don't want to, um, <laughs> you would just drag me down. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I wanted to spend a day holding your hand, I could, um, <laughs> they did introduce a new, a new light mode that I've actually, I was able to go in and play it. Um, even though I'm not a new late player. Um, what they did was they took the first mission from destiny one and they reworked it into a first mission for destiny two with a new character that kind of guides you through it. So you, you don't get like, you know, in destiny one, you show up on the, you wake up on the Cosmodrome, the speaker talks kind of gives you a little bit of backstory and then you fight your way to a ship and then you show up on the tower. Very straightforward. Right. But that's Destiny One. Right. This is Destiny Two. There's a lot of shit that's gone down <laughs> since Destiny One. Yeah. So you wake up in the Cosmodrome. That part was all very familiar. But then 
something wild happens and you meet this new character and he's pretty cool. He's a hunter. Mm. Love it. Mm, of he's course. got bones of AO on his arm. Uh, so, or bones of AO, whatever. Um, he, uh, he, he's kind of your guide through the new light experience. And I think if you played through that, you might enjoy it. Okay. I think you would enjoy the story content. They okay. did a really good job with the beyond light story. Um, but I think you would, I, I, I think it, it goes without saying that a lot of shit has gone down in destiny too. And it is so hard to, oh yeah, there was a war. What war? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> just move on, man. Okay. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Okay, cool. So yeah, there's been a few wars actually. Yeah, in a few wars. There's been a lot going on since <laughs> yeah. since Cosmodrome. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that is fantastic. That uh, you know. The oh, and internet... we wield the darkness. What's that? We wield the darkness. It's yes, ice. we wield the darkness. Yes, it's yes, ice. I love it. Yes. Uh, so it, it, it's fantastic that uh, Destiny is still making games, and and you described this as uh, Destiny Three, and I could see why you did that. It's um, like a hard reset. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I am. I want to see this on a new console. You know, I, I want to see what they can do on a PS4 or a, a PS5 and Xbox Series. Um, and uh, for that, maybe I'll download it. Uh, it is 105 gigs. Yes. which is uh, a sixth uh, over a sixth mm-hmm. of uh, my hard drive space on the PS5. But, it's worth it. uh, but uh, yeah, apparently it's worth it. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll hop back in for a little bit and uh, uh, you know, you'll have to hold my hand. Yeah. So we are going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to have a whole bunch of news. Not really, not much happened at the end of the year. Give us a break. But when we, after, after the news, we're going to talk about a topic. And what's the topic this week? I hear you asking. That's right. It's sex in video games specifically. We will see you after the break. And now for another thrilling adventure of If Half-Life 3 Came Out Today. Episode 2. Campsite. Hey, did you hear Half-Life 3 came out? Really? Yeah. Is it any good? Yeah, I mean, I mean, one reviewer gave it like a 7 out of 10, so. Really? Yeah. 7 out of 10? Yeah, I mean, 7 out of 10. I was hoping to play that game. Yeah, but... And so concludes another thrilling adventure of If Half-Life 3 Came Out Today! Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for news. This week, there isn't much to talk about. There was a lot more to talk about two weeks ago, but um, I have dubbed this the cursed episode because we've tried to record this episode three times. This is the third time, I guess. And uh, it was either a technical difficulty or uh, sudden scheduling changes that made us not record it. So hopefully, hopefully nothing will go wrong in the editing process of this episode. You're just gonna delete the whole thing. <laughs> just accidentally gonna delete you're, it. You're it's gonna, gonna just be gone. fat finger it. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna get like a panic text message at one in the morning, <laughs> smoking like your entire pack of cigarettes all at once. 
So hopefully, knock wood, nothing happens. Was that real wood? That was real wood. Make sure it's real wood. Yeah, yeah, it's real wood. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we had a lot of news two weeks ago and even more news two weeks prior to that. But now we don't have much news. But we will start. What's that? I'll, I'll still say it. I'll still say the thing I've been wanting to say, even though he's not here. Oh, go for it. Yeah. Get fucked. Cyberpunk is delayed. (laughs) 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 Nerd. That's right. That's how old this episode is. Uh, We've been waiting to make fun of Dan (laughs) this entire time about how late cyberpunk is. Um, And so, yeah, it's coming out on the 10th of December, evidently. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. So we will figure out if that's the case. Uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, and and hopefully I can play that game on my super sweet PS5. But we're gonna start the actual news section um, proper, and the and the only way I know how to do that is to slide over to Leonard. Leonard, you and me, we've had an adversarial uh, sort of relationship over this uh, very particular section of the podcast, and I just want you to know that. There's no hard feelings that if you don't want to do Nintendo news the way that the people want you to do it, um, I understand. And just understand, though, that, um, you know, I might not care, but the people, the people always want what they want. Please don't let him manipulate you. So, Leonard, I hear you have some news for me. What kind of news do you have? Be strong, Leonard. Be strong. I believe in you. Are you there, Leonard? Nintendo notes. That was one of the best ones. I wish you were in studio so that it wouldn't like it wasn't the Zoom quality. I wanted it to be studio quality. But you know what? I'm okay with what I got. Thank you so much, Leonard. What kind of Nintendo news do we have, Leonard? Uh, not much, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> we have literally only maybe two things. And cool. one of the things is that Pikmin 3, I think it was called the Deluxe Edition or yep, whatever yep. it is, Pikmin came out. Yeah, and for did. a person who had never finished Pikmin 3 but was very close to it and just found out about it recently and was really sad, um, I'm probably going to buy it again because you can actually play multiplayer with friends. So that means even if you have friends, you can play it. Or if you don't have friends, which I'm in the same boat as well sometimes, uh, you can just literally play it on your own. That's good. That would would imply the existence of more than one person who wants to play Pikmin 3, though. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know that that exists. So anyways, on the next game that we have, (laughs) uh, we have uh, a very special game that's close to my heart. And I believe that I think Paul and Kent, you guys also keep it kind of close to your heart as well. And that is uh, Hyrule Warriors, The Great Calamity. Oh, yeah. Well, and I know Paul's a no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. you, Um, you, you You set me up and then I just slapped it down. Yeah, the just like a Shaq. Um, yes, sports, <laughs> sports. Um, but basically, I think I said this before, but just to reiterate, um, a lot of people in the Legend of Zelda fandom conspiracy theory community are saying that this game isn't really going to be canon, but it's not going to be canon, canon. Oh, canon, yes, it's a good pun. Is that a, is that a new type of Ganon? Uh, the Ganon yes, Cannon? Yes, the Ganon Cannon. Cool. Uh, 
but uh, a lot of people are saying that it may not be canon, but Nintendo's like, yeah, it's canon and you're just going to have to accept it. And personally, I'm very excited because this is something that's opening the world a little bit. And it also just playing the demo. It really did feel like uh, it really did feel like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but in a Dynasty Warriors type of game. And I, for one, played the demo, really enjoyed it. I didn't play the full demo, but I enjoyed it. Um, But I cannot wait for what is going to come with this game because I really liked it. I really like Breath of the Wild and people can shame me, Katie. I'm waiting for you, honestly. (laughs) Um, But I, I fairly enjoyed it because this is like a Legend of Zelda game that um, really hit my home, like really hit me in the heart. And it's something that still to this day that I will play every once in a while, go back and be like, you know what? It's, it's time to do a replay. You know what? So I don't, I don't blame you for liking breath of the wild. I really don't. I think that if I had grown up playing Zelda, it would have, I, I would have responded to it differently. Um, so I, I don't, I don't blame you at all. Yeah. And Although Dan and I, I think I can speak with uh, to Dan about this because we agree about the game so so uh, strongly. But uh, there are some elements of the game that I abhor, uh, the ending being one of them and weapon degradation being another. But the world that I got to run around in was a lot of fun. Um, the uh, A lot of the puzzles and platforming that I had to do was a lot of fun. Uh, the physics engine was honestly better than it needed to be and better than it should have been for a Nintendo launch title. Um, and yeah, no, it's, it's a great game. However, uh, Legend of Zelda Calamity Warriors yeah. 16 Empires, uh, I refuse to play because I don't like uh, Warriors games. Can't. Do you agree with Leonard here? Are you going to get this game? Are you going to enjoy it? Do you like Warriors games? Um, I am not going to get it now just because I have so much, so many things to, I am playing currently between PC, PS5, Switch. Yeah. Um, But I do like Warriors games. I haven't played that many, but I do have the first Hyrule Warriors. Um, I've played some of the Dynasty Warriors, uh, some of the One Piece ones. Uh, they're pretty fun. It's just kind of turn off your brain and have fun. But right. I know that this one's a little bit more involved, which is good. Um, I, I, think, d- I did see a cutscene, which is something I think that Dynasty Warriors is trying out for the first time. No, they've always had cutscenes. Oh, okay. But um, this one's a little bit more involved. But I, I love Breath of the Wild. I've not beaten it. Um, but I think the game's really great. Um, so I think it's really cool to see all these characters um you know back yeah I'm not gonna yeah. spoil anything but yeah, yeah like i think it's cool seeing all these people uh the world's great um and it has some nice nods to some of the other legend of zeldas um in terms of like mythology right. um i think everyone who wants this game should play the first dynasty or hyrule warriors to see if they kind of like it 
Um, and it's cheaper now, so it's probably easier to get. Yeah, I got it like half off right. when I got it. Uh, but I mean, now it's like being really popular again because people want to play it. Right, right. Uh, but no, I, I think it looks like a great game. The only problem I have heard is maybe frame rate, but I'm sure that can just be patched. Yeah, yeah, something like that can be. Um, well, Leonard, is that it for Nintendo news? Yes. Um, oh, actually, there is one little thing. October, okay. uh, apparently Nintendo had one of their best Octobers. Yeah. Uh, in a quite a while. And that's very surprising to hear. So, right. Maybe uh, I will. All, I will uh, actually follow up on that uh, in, in uh, our uh, most famous uh, segment, Bury the Lead, um, because there's a little bit more information uh, from Nintendo that came out this month. Yeah. Yeah. Kent, I know you had something for me. You were hyping it up like crazy. And this is going to be probably, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll bring down the entire podcast, which you're going to say to me. So please, Kent, uh, <laughs> don't keep me in suspense any longer. Um, so you, uh, you know me. Um, I do. Your name is Kent. <laughs> Time splitters, man. Time splitters? <laughs> Oh no. Oh god. No, no, honestly, we actually got something concrete now. Oh. Um so uh Spellforce 3 Fallen God released on PC last week made okay. by THQ Nordic. Okay. Um there are several like items that you can get uh which all have references to upcoming or already released THQ Nordic titles. Yeah. Um, and when I mean items, it's like, it'll be like a specific item. And with a description, it'll tell you what, you know, what it is. Um, and so we have things that talk about Biomutant, uh, the Gothic remake, uh, both haven't been out yet. SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom remaster, which is out. And one of them actually says Time Splitters 2 remake. And in the description, it says it's finally coming. The iconic shooter, which has stood the test of time to join the era of modern games. So I said to myself, I gotta find this guy. I gotta go up to his office. I gotta put his mail in the guy's goddamn hands. Yes, uh, Pepe Silvia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, Kent, you know I love you, but could it be not actually happening? Um, no, <laughs> because they confirmed they're working on one. Okay. Um, it was just like a year ago. Um, so it's like, it's guaranteed, but we didn't know anything. And then now an actual in-game item, like concrete evidence from a THQ Nordic game is referencing it. I'm sure it, uh, it got delayed because of COVID. I'm sure it was supposed to be announced before the game was supposed to it, come out. It was probably supposed to be announced at E3 this year. Maybe, yeah. yeah so um, at least teased, or at least uh, game uh, GDC or whatever. Yeah, um, and you said remake, right? Yeah, for the second game, they're saying remake. Um, okay. So we'll we'll see what it entails, but um, that's some cool stuff. So at least it's uh. You know, it's um, still kicking around, yeah, yeah. still making, still peering its head out. So I mean, that's uh, the one little thing uh, another... I figured, you know, we got little stories here and there. So this one will be a little one for me right. and the, there you, go. Okay. you know, dozens of us. Uh, <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> yeah. Dozens. Uh, Tobias is one of them. I know. Um, yeah. So, you know. 
uh, yeah, that was uh, it. That was more news for me. It's definitely another red thread on your uh, chalkboard. And, <laughs> you know, if you get enough of those, it's going to look good. Yeah. Uh, I hope for the best because, yes, Time Splitters is one of the best first person shooters ever made. Um, Thank you. I actually never played the second one, so I would. It's I would love arguably to... the best one. So all right, all right. Um, so yeah, and and I hope that they just come back with four player split screen multiplayer, just like the good old days. On PS Five, I'm sure we can. I mean, Borderlands yeah. Three four player split screen. That's Four uh, K. I don't know if it's sixty frames on uh, four player, but you know, right, it's right, right. it's possible now. So good, good. So, uh, I guess in the bury the lead section, I will just, it's a very, very short bury the lead section. I will just say that, uh, away, oh, Paul. Oh, there's is there news. More? Yes. Is this breaking news? This is very breaking news. It's news that everyone forgot about. So I like anime and that's pretty well known throughout these episodes. So. When I say this, just know that, uh, well, I, I just know that pretty much everyone's going to be iffy about it. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot has a DLC releasing this week. Oh, okay. Really? And apparently, the part that all the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot players have been waiting for. Oh, and it is the Resurrection F movie, which is pretty much Goku and Vegeta versus Golden Frieza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is it. Okay. All right. I'm, I have so many mixed feelings about this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. The first DLC was just kind of like, oh, this is, oh, it's just, Hey, did you not play the game? But somehow you have this game, and rather than like actually play the story, you just want to skip all that. Well, don't worry. You can just come here, and we will just give you all of the things that you needed to uh, have done the story to unlock. Um, you still have to fight him, but it takes like two hits. Uh, here you go. Okay, goodbye. That that's it. What I'd like to see uh, and the cards. What I'd like to see for a Kakarot DLC is all of Dragon Ball. I I don't know. I think we had really lofty. I am with you on that. Yeah, <laughs> I would like, agree. I really wanted like Dragon Ball or like a throw, like more of a throwback than just you know fortune teller Baba. Yeah. Like occasionally be like, here's a screenshot from an episode. Like or like for two bucks. Uh, for two bucks you get a movie. Like straight up, oh, just yeah. like the. Hey, remember when the, the biggest threat was a a, a a gangster bunny who turned people into uh, carrots when he touched them? Remember that? Yeah, you get to play that. <laughs> Dude, give me slug, baby. Give me right, slug. Give me slug. <laughs> King Piccolo, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I, I was kind of hoping that maybe we'd get super and then we could play through that like we did, you know, Z, but. I guess that was too much to ask for. Yeah. That's like oh, all no, I well, want. I mean, that's going to be Kakarot too. Like you know that that's that's going to be Kakarot too. If they do a second one, they don't exactly have the best track record for these kind of games. If anything, they'll just do another fighter based game. Oh yeah, Fighters well, Two is definitely on the horizon. Yeah. Well, this one 
fared pretty well, I'd say, in yeah. sales oh, yeah. and reviews. So yeah, I'm sure, sure they're going to do. It. I mean, oh, like, like, look at the track record. They've gotten bad reviews and made sequels. <laughs> so I'm sure they're going to take this. Did, and- did 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 you say a Dragon Ball Fighters too? Yeah. Yeah, that's most likely going to. Happen. I got some news for you. Oh Paul. God. Oh, um, God. Can, can I can I take you into the kitchen real quick? So yeah. Like, right. I'm okay. Um. So look, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you about it. Uh, oh wait, I forgot to slam the door. Okay, I slammed the door. Uh, so to, 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 to basically explain, um, Dragon Ball Fighters is literally just gonna keep putting on more and more content of DLC. DLC. Well, um, well, they can't just keep doing that. Like that. Oh, they're gonna Paul, run out of characters. Right? Look at Destiny Two and look how well that's doing. Does someone say Destiny Two? No. I'm uh, too. Oh, I think we can talk about this conversation for later, maybe in a 1v1. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> All right. Uh sorry about that. Yeah, no, we he was he, Paul was basically just talking about how Destiny 2 is one of the best games of the year. That's what I said. That's correct. Well, I heard you talk about Time Splitter, so. Uh no, we did not talk about that. But um, right, you're dead you're, to me. You're dead to me. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I was saying, we're going into the most popular and famous section of the podcast, Bury the Lead. And all I wanted to say, because it'll take about 30 seconds, is that PlayStation 5 is selling very well, even though that there aren't any on the shelves. Most people are, uh, most places, excuse me, are selling out immediately of the PlayStation 5s mm-hmm. uh, to the point where sales numbers are impossible to gauge because demand is so high for it and supply is so low. Xbox is faring about the same. Uh, Their Series X is what I'm going to be talking about now. And uh, they are selling almost uh, uh, system for system with PlayStation 5. Uh, That's good news uh, because we all know the competition drives competition. uh, And seeing that these systems are selling so well. um, It's longer than 30 seconds. At the price point. That's an exaggeration. At the price point that they're selling at. Uh, is very, very good for the market, very, very good for the industry. And uh, right now, I, I hope for good things. Uh, I will come back to the Series S in just a second, but I have to also say Nintendo, as uh, Leonard uh, implied, they had an amazing October. Uh, they also had an amazing uh, September, but their October... I think they uh, had an amazing 2020, given the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. given the circumstances, they, they've had an amazing year. Uh, however, they are on track to outsell all four systems, both PlayStations and both Xboxes, um, almost twofold by the end of the year. It's kind of a cheat, considering that one, they've been out for three years now, and two, you can actually find them. Um, but it is amazing that a handheld portable system is outselling uh, uh, top shelf, top tier uh you know consoles uh from from the big dogs that that is that is noteworthy that is laudable last thing i will say before we end this most popular section is how poorly the xbox series s is selling not only is it selling poorly it is being review bombed into the goddamn ground um some of the gripes that they that people are throwing at it are completely legitimate um they're mostly complaining about the size of the hard drive not being even close to enough uh, for a digital system. It needed to be a terabyte uh, and you get just over 500 gigs. Um, That is uh, not so good. 
Um, but one of the main complaints that it's having is that it is so underpowered. Uh, now, if Dan was here, he would say, yes, it's underpowered because of how much it costs. It's almost $200 less than um, the PlayStation Series X. And I would agree. Yes, it is definitely a, a cheaper system. It's the bargain bin system. The PlayStation Series X? Uh, the PlayStation Series X, yes. Uh, it, both is what I meant. Um, <clears throat> it is the bargain system. However, what you're getting for that bargain is still not as powerful as uh, something that you can get uh, either pre-owned uh, from the Xbox One X um, or brand new for like 50 or or $100 more for the Xbox One X. Uh, and that is where the problem lies in my eyes it, it we were talking about it back uh when this was announced when the lockhart became the series s uh but now that it's in the wild and it's doing even worse than people had had thought um it's uh it's a troubling sign for bargain uh consoles um, well i think that I think the main problem is that Microsoft wasn't exactly upfront with what the system was capable of and that it wasn't until like what the week of release that people finally got like actual knowledge other yeah. than like, Oh, it's going to be less powerful. It, it's not even just less powerful. It is literally half of a system. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I would still say that it's, it's a good alternative for the, you know, strapped for cash family whose kid just really wants to play Fortnite with his friends. It's definitely going to be easier to find. That's for yeah, sure. Well, and I, again, I, I do still think that it is a decent system to get a kid who wants to play with his friends on literally right. this one game. Right. Right. But for anyone else who wants to play like other games, they might be yeah. Yeah. at a loss. They should have marketed that as their entertainment only system. Hey, you can watch Netflix and play Fortnite now and again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like truly. And honestly, that's, that's how they should have gone about this because it is uh, on Valhalla. It is not hitting 60 frames, uh, 60 frames at all during the entire gameplay. It's not hitting 4k. It only hits 1290, 1280, whatever it is. Well, then they confirm it wouldn't go to 4k. Yeah. It won't go to 4k ever. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, uh, constantly having, uh, uh, update problems, um, with its firmware. That's also an Xbox problem that that's, that's being dealt with right now. Uh, I, was say, so, I saw a lot of program crashes. Yeah. So, yeah. There, there's, a, there's some program. Just, I mean, PlayStation's having their own problems. I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to lie. They, oh, I don't need to talk to you about that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, we you can finish this. Okay, um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it is sad to see that Xbox thought that this was going to work and it didn't. Um, maybe they should have packed it with a bigger hard drive and ate the cost of it. Maybe they should have packed it saying that it couldn't hit sixty frames, but it would hit eight or four K. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there. Okay. I don't think it didn't do what it was supposed to i really don't i don't think they were stupid enough to think this was going to be like you know their mainstay there's a reason right. they're pushing the series x over the s right i think it will do exactly what they know it will do which is appeal to the bargain shoppers and yeah. it's going to be the onus of responsibility has been shifted to retailers to explain what it is or to and, parents to figure out. Yeah, what it is. yeah. And, and, you know, to the, to the consumer to do their homework. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately that's just not how things work. Right. Um, I do still think Microsoft should have been more upfront and more transparent about it at the start and maybe provided like 
some selling kits or something to these, you know, especially to, you know, Walmart employees in the electronic section who maybe aren't super game savvy. They don't yeah. know the difference. Like this one's cheaper yeah. and it's digital. So there you go. Yeah. And not really understand like what that's going to mean in the long run. So yeah. I do still think that it's a mistake on Microsoft's behalf, but I also don't think this is a failure in their eyes. I think to them, this is going to do exactly what they think it's going to do and what they want it to do. No, I, I, I can't disagree with you there for sure. Um, I know they're going to make money off this system because it is so cheap and the parts are as well. Um, I, I just, I, I wish it could have done better because it would have signaled to the other companies that bargain uh, uh, lower end models can still sell. Um, but yeah. 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 It's not the reality we live in now. It's true. It's true. Technology is too expensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seize the mains of production. (laughs) Don't get me started. Don't you get me started on that. Uh, Okay. So, uh, Kent, did you want to, did you want to chime in or did, uh, because I was going to move on. Uh, Yeah. I was just going to talk about PS5 quickly. Uh, Have you put your PS5 in rest mode? Because I know you love putting it in rest mode. I do love putting it in rest mode. It's one of my favorite things to do. Okay, cool. Because uh, people are going crazy saying, uh, don't put in rest mode, it'll brick your console. Um, yeah, no, you know. I'm fine. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm perfectly fine. I've had in rest mode. Um, I know there's some issues with rest mode while playing a game, like Spider-Man Remastered specifically. Right. I don't think it bricks their console, all of them, because people just aren't doing safe boot up and like yeah. uh, factory resetting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you're listening and you have a PS5, uh, you know, don't, you know, take precaution. Like I'm not connecting my HDD right now just because I know there's some issues with it. Yeah. But rest mode should be fine as long as you're not doing anything uh, crazy. But also, uh, you know what uh, coil wine is, right? I don't. Please tell me what that is. Okay. So coil wine is... Um, sounds like a vintner. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So... um Basically what it is, is, uh, like the electricity going through your parts, uh, like the vibrations it makes, because it's I think of it like excited in a way, you know, yes. um, it, it makes a noise and it's kind of akin to like, uh, rubbing your finger around, uh, a glass or okay. like a wine glass or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's usually PCs have that it's that little like buzzing noise that like rhythmic humming. Yeah. Um, you know, that technology has that. And there's people who are, you know, hearing that and it's not even like super loud, but they're hearing it and they are like actually sending it to be replaced or going to uh, Sony support and just clogging up the stuff and like trying to send it back. And it's like, no, like the PlayStation five was never supposed to be completely silent. So I just want to get that out there that if you hear coil line one, it's, perfectly normal and two it can actually fix itself over time when the pieces start kind of like settling in yeah um warming up cooling down warming up cooling down usually that kind of yeah and um especially um acclimating to your room temperature like it can go away or at least quiet so like don't please like it's so hard for people to get consoles if you're just worried about a little bit of like a humming buzzing yeah please don't yeah you know like, send it back just because you want it completely silent like that's just going to make it harder for people to get more and it's just hurting 
you know, it's basically a waste of a PlayStation. Right, right. Like, unless uh, something serious happens, uh, right. if, it, if it bricks. Or, like, if your disk drive is, like, ticking or your fan right. is, like, making weird noise. Yeah, sure. But, yeah. like, if it's just coil whine and, like, everyone hears frequencies differently. So some mm-hmm. people will be, you know, for all we know, a majority of them may have the same amount, but some people are just more sensitive. Yeah. So just, oh, yeah. you know. I, I don't know if you notice because you're a you're a sound guy. I uh, well, I already have my I I'll, I'll always have my headphones on. So okay, well that's it. I yeah, I, I don't. I have my sound bar, and I could hear it a little bit, but it's like completely drowned out, and I feel like it's gotten even quieter. And mm-hmm. it's I just gotta say, it's great. The PS5, it's no it's, longer it's a jet engine. Quiet. Yeah, yeah, I do appreciate that. Um, so you know, just yeah. uh, a little PSA for people. Don't worry. Yeah. Like I freak out about new tech. If something's wrong, I always want you know worry. And this is my first, um, my first ever launch console. Nice. I've nice. always been Congrats. four years late <laughs> to every <laughs> single generation, and so you know I was a little bit nervous. But I know that this isn't something to worry about. So yeah, yeah. Uh, love uh, your PS5s. Don't, don't trash them. them. Yeah, don't throw them out the window. <laughs> Um, so yeah, do, you know, do, do some research before you call up tech support, yelling and screaming about uh, a minor problem that you think your, your system is having. If, it, if, if it's not showing serious signs of something, then you have nothing to worry about. So that is the end of news and the end of the most popular segment, buried the lead. That 30 seconds felt very much like a D and D 30 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we were, uh, we are going to take a break and when we come back, we are going to talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Prince song. Wow. Please. No. Booker catch. Hi, my name is Booker DeWitt. You might know me from Bioshock Infinite, but today I'm here to talk to you about Unectol. Booker, Booker catch. Thanks, Elizabeth. I have a pretty active lifestyle. Take it. This one here keeps me pretty busy. Booker. So when my doctor told me about my severe rheumatoid arthritis due to repetitive catching of things thrown to me by my friend here. Here, you need this. I got concerned. Booker, catch. But then he told me about Unectol. (laughs) And now I can catch anything this Spitfire can throw at me. Catch. Unectol is a non-habit-forming anti-inflammatory prescription-strength pill for sufferers of rheumatoid arthritis. Some side effects include dizziness upon standing, an inexplicable need to find meaning in the meaningless, hallucinations of cities in the sky, or parallel universes, dissociative identity disorder, or split personality, dry mouth, and headaches. Some patients experience some or all of the following. Coughing, itchy skin, sudden unexplained tattoos, The ability to shoot fire from their hands. The ability to control mechanical objects for a time. Auditory hallucinations of horses and constipation. Booker, catch! Unectol is not for everyone and should not be taken with any other medication or with alcohol. Catch it! If you experience any of these side effects, consult with your doctor immediately as these effects may become permanent. Ask your doctor about Unectol. Take it from me, Zachary Ka- I mean Booker DeWitt. Booker, catch! Right. Is everybody ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let's just let's just get this out of the way, like every sex ed class. <laughs> Penis. Penis. There we go. Welcome back, everybody. And Penis. It's, <laughs> it's time. Say, oh, that wasn't part of the actual. It's time to talk about sex. Do I don't know yet. I haven't edited mic. this. Penis. <laughs> we're talking, we're going to talk about sex and video games. 
So we're getting our uh, penis jokes out of the way. Um, Bukaki. Thank you. Oh. Thank you, Leonard. Thank you. <laughs> Not represented in uh, mainstream video games for some reason. I don't know why. I don't get that. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> So let's let's uh, let's rip this bandaid off. It's uh, the 69th episode, uh, which means that we were uh, contractually obligated uh, by fate to talk about sex in this episode. And um, sex and video games have had a uh, let's say torrid relationship uh, since their inceptions, uh, respective inceptions. Um, it's. Uh, it's a weird topic to talk about because uh, there isn't much to talk about. And that's sort of why I wanted to talk about it uh, from mass effect and uh, their sexy time. You mean the sex box, the sex box. Uh, and uh, we could talk about, uh, uh, you know, hot coffee mods. Uh, we will definitely be talking about some mods uh, and uh, even the sex games that uh, pop up every now and then in, uh, you know, browsers or in comedy skits. Um, where do we want to start with this? Huh? Do we want to start with uh, how we feel about sex in video games? I think that's a good one. Sure. How do we feel about sex in video games? Is sex in video games even necessary? Katie. <laughs> Why did you start with me? Is it because I'm smiling? Yes. Um. I have a very complicated relationship with sex and video games, being a woman who has played video games for a long time. Yes, yes. Um, One of the reasons I actually wanted to ask you first is to get this opinion front and center. I don't. Okay. Nine times out of ten, it is used as yet another tool to objectify and not degrade, but just kind of downplay or whatever the woman in any given game it typically interrupts the flow of the story in order to have that like sexy scene. And like very rarely is it used as like anything other than just like, yeah, this is pretty hot, isn't it? Like, right. right. It's just weird and awkward all the time. It never looks good. It never feels right. It never sounds good. Like <laughs> it's just a couple of awkward voice actors doing their best to sound sexy. Yeah. Yeah. And, just and, and now that you bring up the sound, I, I, I feel like I should chime in Fable here. was the only one that did it right. Fable was the opinion, only one that did it like, right, for one. They yeah. turned it into a joke, and that's the only way you could fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, sex, I don't want to say sex is sacred, but sex is a very human thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, at least uh, you can't really experience that kind of intimacy, that kind of closeness with somebody else. Uh, if that's somebody else's digital. Um, yeah. And to to say that video games do a good job of uh, uh, representing sex is, is just a lie. It's just not correct. I can only think of like two examples where it didn't feel like I, it felt like something that, you know, I controlled and it didn't completely tear me out of the story. The hot coffee time. mod where you literally control it? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, I mean like, you know, it's not just like, you know, it's not a Fahrenheit, whatever the fuck that game was. Indigo oh, Prophecy or whatever. Indigo Prophecy, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, here's the scene randomly in the middle of the game where like, it doesn't make sense to do it. But hey, you know, we want to be David Fincher so bad. <laughs> Please notice me, senpai. Um, and that was Dragon Age Origins. Um, and 
uh, uh, Mass Effect, but only with Garrus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but only with Garrus. <laughs> Any um, other pairing doesn't work. Right, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up Mass Effect and we definitely will talk about Mass Effect. But of course. Uh, I want the other two guys' opinions on this. Um, you say, Katie, that, uh, you know, sex as a, as a woman in video games isn't, uh, isn't representative for sure. No. Um, Kent, Leonard, let's start with Kent. What, uh, what do you guys feel? No. <laughs> okay, good. Wait, are you asking if it's represented or my thoughts? Your thoughts on, yeah, your thoughts on, on, on sex and video games. Just a, a baseline oh. generality here. No. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> just as correct, yes. Well, <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's hilarious. It's just hilarious. It's funny. Right. Right. Um, uh, one thing uh, I think you'll never be, um, <clears throat> you know, they'll never really jump into it. It's a mocap. <laughs> I don't think uh, anyone wants to, you know, mocap that. If they actually, do, they got to be paid a hell of a lot of money. Actually, uh, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, because that deals with races of a lot of different sizes, like halflings and dwarves uh, versus uh, high elves and such, um, they had to mocap it to make sure that it looked right when you had relations with characters in that game, um, either of that race or when you were playing that race. Uh, so, yes, that was mocap. I do. I do want to throw in here really quick, just just a sidebar. Um, I don't think this should be used as like a, a a means to denigrate or to dismiss like the work that these actors have put into it. Um, and I don't think that's what we're going to do. But I do want to point out like a lot of actors like this is just this is part of the gig. This is you know I've had to kiss people full on on the mouth on stage in front of a hundred people. It's very uncomfortable in every every regard but you just you grin and bear with it and you do it um so i just want to throw out like fucking kudos <laughs> to all of those mocap actors covered in those fucking tennis ball size yeah <laughs> contraptions yeah trying to like writhe around <laughs> and make it look I can't realistic even imagine oh i know how awful that was oh i know and it, i you know oh, god it's it's just a waste, like because you know mocap's one part of it, and then you got to have animators that need to spend several work days animating that, and for what? Like you're gonna so your romance option, you click one button, and then like oh, a five to ten second scene that will will be censored, um, and that kind of ties to our censorship. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, like Sony, I know they have uh, censored and ps4's generation um but you know and it's just uh you know you you really don't do it so it's like you know why spend the money and resources for that when you can have uh maybe 20 more animations of reloading that gun or jumping or parkouring it's just like and then the ones that do you know actually have those scenes it's like it's just a it's a cut to black you know uh odyssey it was just a cut to black Right, like, you honestly, know, so yeah. it's just like, it's fallen by the wayside. Cause who, like, honestly, like who gives who really wants to look at that? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I don't care, but like from a development standpoint. Yeah. It's a lot of man hours for 
very, very little payoff. Also, why bother when, like, you know, modders will find a way to make it a sex game? Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. (laughs) Like, you know, people mod it. Modders will do the work for you. You don't have to do it yourself. Don't even worry about it, guys. Like, I... No matter what game it is, too. Doesn't matter what game it is, they'll figure it out. Yeah, like, they'll just import, like, you know, an animation uh, file pack and just, like, oh, Let's uh let's put the the skeleton on there, especially like Bethesda games. It's so yeah. easy to just yeah. manipulate. I mean, the like- very the very fact that there isn't a porn studio out there that has their porn actors and actresses in mocap just to post to like that's uh, weird. They, they, that's to a like money making opportunity, right? Right? <laughs> they could post that that animation suite to uh what Unreal uh or like you know a a, a hidden Unreal engine uh, uh, animation yeah. website. Um, but I mean, sell that for a hundred bucks and there you go. Yeah. They like, sell models, but not animations. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know, but, uh, last one, Leonard, I want to get your opinion just generally sex in video games. Is it good? Uh, so to answer, uh, this question, Mm-hmm. Um, I have never really played a lot of games that had sex in it. Oh wow! But um, yeah, I mean, I've watched a lot of playthroughs and I've seen like Mass Effect and yeah, how interesting it can be. And I will say that how they include different sexes and different races, very interesting. Um, now, do I say it's very inclusive? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, being a, a person who I would say it's not fairly sexually active, but here and there, like anyone else. Cool. Um, it's definitely, it's always interesting. I would say that movies always do it better. And of course, that's because movies have been for years and years and years and video games are just very new to uh, the scene. But I would definitely say that it's getting there and maybe with cyberpunk 2077, whenever that comes out, um, it maybe will get better, but I would say it's probably not going to be as good as everyone would hope it to be. No. Uh, I'll just agree that God of war was the worst timeline for that. Like <laughs> the mini game. It, was it just... did set up uh, a, bad, a bad precedent. Oh, Shenmue was also really bad at it. No, um, no, I'm just because it's quick time events. Shenmue was like the first quick time event game. Right. And, and then was like, we know how to use this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's get that DualShock 2 rumble. <laughs> oh. okay. All I want to say is yeah. this I really want for a game whenever they use sex, I want it to be that someone's just grunting and literally all years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like get get someone who does a, an incredible hulk voices and just do that but yeah. you got to add like insane reverb and paul if you exactly. got a little bit of extra time on your hands and you can add a lot of reverb to this next sound go for it uh, that'd be great but if you can't you know that's fine but yeah. you know you just have like a black screen um and it's like a huge like cross button or square like super big and like JPEG, 240B quality, super pixelated. <laughs> and you just hear like with insane reverb, just like, oh, 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 oh. 
And then that's it. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. You got to do that. All right. I'll, I'll put that in. Uh, okay. So we have our sort of baseline. Now I want to dive a little deeper into the details, into the nitty gritty. You mentioned Dragon Age, and I would love to yeah. talk about that, but I cannot remember at all the sex scenes. So instead, you also mentioned Mass There's Effect. A few. And I will talk uh, at length about the Mass Effect. Um, oh, will you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to take the Mass Effect? Uh, Even well, though I've I... had it up on my phone for three weeks, <laughs> you're taking Mass Effect? Well, I'm going to talk about it first, and then you could talk about it. How about that? Fine. Okay. So uh, the reason I want to talk about Mass Effect sex scene is because it's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this topic in the first place. It is uh, complicated. Because they have multiple scenes for multiple people, which is kind of nice, actually. The problem is, it's not a sex scene. It's a makeout scene, and they happen to be naked. And it's implied. All of it's implied. And it's it's a constant cut-to-flowing-curtains uh, type of montage. Lines of sexy lady body. Yeah, yeah. Just lines of sexy lady body, but. and then one man butt. And then, you know, yeah. Um, that is the best video games can do in my opinion yeah. is imply um because leonard as you say movies and tv they've been doing this for much much longer and they're actually human people who are uh, engaging in these acts when you have digital people whose lips clip into each other um and whose hands don't know where the body starts uh and where the internal organs begin um <laughs> It's it's a serious problem. Like one minor problem in your sex scene, and it's destroyed. The entire uh, idea is destroyed. And Kent, to your point, that makes it not viable uh, to spend time on. In my opinion, um, yep. it, there's there's much better things to to spend time on. And uh, Last of Us was the last game that I played with a sex scene in it. And it didn't even have a sex scene. All it was, was them kissing on the couch. Some of the best kissing I've ever seen in video games, by the way. And then it just cuts away and it cuts back. And that's, that's it. You see oh, them under a blanket. Part two. I'm like, what oh, the yeah, yeah, hell? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? We, what the you fuck? You played some different. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you guys didn't, you know, you didn't play. Uh, Right. With what's her name at the beginning, uh, <laughs> Tess or Tess? something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tess uh, and Joel? No, no, no. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Sorry, I, I meant I meant the second one. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just cuts away and and that's it. Done. Tasteful, easy. They didn't over-explain what was going on. They had a little bit of flirting, a little bit of kissing. Done. In and out. Ha. Huh. <laughs> so, Katie, please. Explain to me about Mass Effect and 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 their sex scene. Well, again, it was, you know, line. It, it was a lot of focus on the the woman body, which I, I get. I do. Um, in our society, we've been taught and trained that, you know, women, female bodies are the the nice things to look at in a nude setting. So, you know, we get to see more of the woman's body, whether it's, you know, Femme Shep or whether it's Liara or God forbid, Ashley space racist. Um, or Jack. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. Jack, especially Jack yeah. um, or Miranda, you know, whether it's one of the, the women throughout the series, except for Tali, 
because no one quite knew what she looked like. Um, you know, we got to see more of the curves, like the really romanticized vision of that. And then the men just kind of, you know, oh, he's shirtless. They are there. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's never really framed in that romantic light. And I and I get why they did it. I do. But like when we're talking about representation, especially in, you know, queer spaces, where the fuck is my reputa- representation there? Because like, I don't get that kind of a cutaway for for male shepherd and Caden. I don't get that. I don't. (laughs) We get it for Liara and Femship, but yeah. And it's just the framing always makes it very objectifying and deeply uncomfortable. I'm sure that has something to do with the the workforce. I'm sure. Oh yeah. um, All the guys working at the animation is like, uh, you know, I don't want to be seen working two days on a, you know this uh this gay scene like yeah you know yeah. And it wasn't spoken but i'm sure they just brushed you know, like you know what oh I'm i'll just uh trim it here trim it there and it ends up being like two seconds yeah 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 um, and you know and i i that that turns into a whole discussion about <laughs> about sexism misogyny and homophobia in a wider scale um but without going too far into that yeah i think it all comes down for me to just how women are usually treated in these kind of scenes there it's seen as like a reward for the viewer as opposed to a, a fulfilling story beat like like i said dragon age and mass effect were the closest to getting that i felt especially since we didn't have those scenes for garrison really we had no no romance option really for garrison until three mm. with femship um which i jumped on immediately <laughs> um and then in Dragon Age, when you play a female character, it was very much like Bioware was aware. Oh, you're playing a woman. You're probably a woman. Oh, you're romancing uh, Alistair. Yeah, you're definitely a girl. So it's very romantic. But if you do it the other way around, it's a little not as romantic. Yeah, the other yeah way for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. No, I mean, you're bringing up a lot of good points. And uh, we will definitely talk about uh, homophobia and, and representation uh, in, in sex and video games. Uh, in a little bit, but uh, Kent and Leonard, uh, Leonard, I know you haven't played Mass Effect. Kent, I know you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have an opinion on on this? Uh, yeah, they're silly. Um, I think uh, some of them are done okay. Uh, well, when I say some. I mean, just like from what I've seen, Tally's was kind of endearing, I guess. It was, it was, um, it was tame and, and they used the fact that you couldn't see her face and mm-hmm. weren't allowed to see her face or any part of her skull, um, yeah. uh, to their advantage, uh, when they were doing that sex scene. Um, yeah, they framed it very well. And that's, yeah. I think why I prefer Garrus because there wasn't as much pressure on like, you know, it was, it was more, it felt more fulfilling story-wise when you're male shepherd romancing Tali and then you get that. Yeah. Hi, Florence. You get that scene for them and it kind of like, okay, no, that feels like it's more tied to the story. Like, you know, you've, you've reached that part of the relationship where you love and trust each other, et cetera. Whereas like, you know, with the more normie looking characters, it's just like, yeah, isn't this hot? Yeah. And, and, hot? and that's the thing. And you, you, you sort of touched on it and I, I kind of want to move on to, to that, uh, that they use uh, video games uses sex uh, like a, like a scoring system, mm-hmm. like, uh, like the Witcher. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Witcher hmm. or where you collect cards. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's real bad. I fucking hate those games, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hang on now. Hang on. Um, but, um, 
I mean, even even innocent games where sex isn't the goal, but the relationship is the goal. Um, and then sex is later implied, um, like Stardew Valley or Harvest Moon, where it's all about uh, giving gifts uh, to the other person until you have enough heart points to, um, you know, you know, earn it their love. Been a while since I've received any gifts. Like a whole week. Right. Anyway, so. Um, Did you know that in these games, there's a heart decay? So, you know, every week of no gift or, you know, mm. contact, then, uh, you know, it's like half a heart. So you may be going down, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Uh huh. Uh huh. Kent, you're not in the room, so I don't need this from you. Um, well, that's why I'm so eager to chip in. There's no <laughs> true, negatives here. There's no immediate consequence for your action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's simply a Paul will remember this <laughs> in the top left hand side of the corner. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it uh, because of uh, it's 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 a scoring system. It's a reward system. Um, uh, sex as a reward is video games' answer to sex which is wrong because sex is not a reward. It's a fun thing to people who love each other or whatever get to do. And uh, it should not be predicated on the fact that gifts were given or 12 smooches or the correct <laughs> date lines were said. Or you opened up the MCC and you had set relationship level with the active participants on the lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you could get their money. Exactly. You exactly. Want land grab. You want that land grab money, man. You got to get that land grab money. But like, <laughs> as soon as video games realizes that sex is not the reward that it is earned through action or it's earned through uh, actually like caring and, and meaningful conversation, um, then it, it'll never get it right. And that's why I think Last of Us 2 does it right is because it's literally just a cutscene that happens and it's an unavoidable cutscene that was going to happen one way or the other. It has nothing to do with if you uh, uh, pissed her off in the last scene or didn't piss her off in the last scene. There was no choice leading up to it. It's just, there it is. These are two people who love each other who are now enjoying each other's company and that is it. Uh, Leonard, you've been quiet, and I don't want you to be quiet anymore. Okay. What do you think about this uh, whole sex thing as a, a reward in video games? Uh, it's not a reward, like you said. Um, I actually agree with most of you guys when you said everything uh, <laughs> as, as bluntly as I can say it. Um, but I don't smoke. Uh, but I can definitely say that I agree Definitely when it comes to when everyone thinks like, oh, sex is like a reward. It's like, no, 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 no. That's when two people have a really good or two, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, have a two or more connection. Frankly. Yeah. Two well, or more. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even think necessarily. I, I think there's one, there's two different ways video games does this. And that is sex is meaningless. and means nothing. And for some people that may be true or sex is a reward as a, um, as, as your efforts in this whole relationship. And I think both are wrong for video games. They, they <laughs> yes. just don't work. <laughs> they definitely are. And I, I just hope that, I mean, this is going to sound weird anyways, but 
I just hope at some point we get to the point where it's like we're gonna see a sex scene in a game and we're just gonna be like, Oh, this is a this is happening. Right. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> right. Like uh I I didn't want to open this up to nudity in video games. Um because that it's it's really two different kind of conversations like is nudity warranted versus is sex warranted are are two completely different uh yeah. conversations um and so i i i don't want video games to use sex that's basically my whole whole deal here yeah they need to stop using sex and start i i don't know they they need know. to they need to make it to the point where I mean actually you know going back to what I said earlier there's technically one game I guess you could say quote unquote that had sex and I think it was like one of the early Assassin's Creed games. Oh, um, it might, yeah, I think it might have oh, been two. Yeah. And like, with Etsy. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just say this. I will say this. That was probably the only experience, and I was just like, oh. Nice. They did like a movie. <laughs> and to me, I was just like, okay, you know what? That like I guess in my mind, that's more of a okay, that set the standard for how a sex scene should be, where maybe you don't have to put it in the game itself, where it's like, you know, you're pressing a certain button to insert things. <laughs> but um definitely I would say that the way they go about it, I think that Assassin's Creed 2 kind of did it in a way like that i am casually like okay i'm cool with this yeah let's it was was like a it was like a narrative point i feel yeah because it's like because it's like you know most my something that my parents had always or my dad actually always told me when um whenever we talk about sex in movies is literally the fact that a good movie is not defined by the sexual content Mm. is good by the stories and where it leads you and where it lets your mind go to from there yeah yeah. And so I feel like for gaming and sex, it's like, it's a weird gay, great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A weird gray area um, where I feel like they should just let the mind wander mm-hmm. and you don't have to, like how I said, press square or press triangle or do this random thing or have a motion control for doing up and down left and right. 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 Haptic feedback. Exactly. <laughs> just how, adaptive how, triggers. Yeah. Jesus I, I wanna, Christ. You know, what? I do actually want to see now a rated A because we haven't had rated A in years. God. But I want to see a rated A anime game where to use the haptic feedback. And then, like, at the end of the night, the girl, guy, whoever is like, you know what? That wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it, it, that's true. Uh, so let's move on to uh, the final uh, main bullet point that I wanted to get to. And that is, uh, you know, uh, homophobia and um, um, <laughs> homophobia, the opposite of homophobia when it comes to le- le- uh, lesbians and um, <laughs> uh, inclusivity in uh, sex and video games. Uh, I want to start with uh, uh, a story that may or may not be true. I like to think it's true because it is very heartwarming and fantastic. Uh, apparently, when they were coding for uh, the Sims, the original Sims, there was a member on the team who was gay, who happened to be involved in some of the coding for uh, uh, how 
uh, characters would interact with each other. Well, um, he just happened to put in that men and women could date and kiss and woohoo other men and women. And this was during a time, of course, back in the early aughts, uh, that, you know, homosexuality was definitely a, a hot button uh, topic, not as much as it is now, or uh, more so than it is now, at least. Um, and it, it it's just a little heartwarming that there was somebody uh, behind a desk, behind a CR, a big old CRTV uh, coding this, uh, this game and made a conscious decision, either conscious or unconscious, whatever it was, that was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm putting homosexuality in this game and no one's going to stop me. And to and, this day, the Sims do not recognize or even care about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that. a thing that's in the game. You can, you can, as long as it's a, uh, a single couple, uh, like two people. Um, well, I'm a very good home wrecker. So <laughs> <laughs> Nancy Landgrab better watch out. <laughs> Um, but, uh, that roundabout point was me getting to the Sims and how inclusive mostly that it has been, uh, for, for sex. And one of the greatest things about the Sims and how it, they deal with sex is they fucking call it woohoo, first of all. So they don't even take it seriously in the, uh, to begin with, but there are consequences, um, to, uh, uh, having sex, you either get pregnant or don't. It's not like in mass effect, uh, where the entire story just stops because you got, uh, 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 Liara pregnant, um, which would be hilarious. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> well, they, they reproduce asexual. No, go on. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah, but you know, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, there, there, there's consequences, there's uh, benefits. Um, uh, it, it, it feels like the Sims, as mechanical as they make life seem, they get it closer than any other video game uh, that deals with sex. Yeah, especially the first person mode. Yes. Have you tried that with that? <laughs> it is the legs it and is the creepy. limbs everywhere. <laughs> it is so super weird. creepy. There's a uh, there's a new uh, expansion pack uh, coming out in a little bit, and somebody took a screenshot of what it looks like to uh, woohoo in one of the hot springs oh, and oh, what's that? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, they just crumple up into this like fecal, fecal, a uh, fetal <laughs> position, like with their head all the way down into their crotches. Uh, and they woo. Uh, it, it is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the Sims? Do you, I, I, I don't know how often you guys play it, but. Everybody had, has played The Sims. I had only played it one time, and that was on the PlayStation 4. Oh, wow. And pretty much my my ex and I, we pretty much played it. And to basically put it, we didn't know how to save. Mm. And eventually we had to redo everything again because wow. it didn't save properly. Okay. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But when I've seen people play it and they do the whole woohoo action, I always thought it was just hilarious how comedically they just put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like the noises they make are hilarious. They just like laugh. And like, sometimes there's like little Tweety birds and like weird balloon popping sounds. Anyway, uh, Kent, I know you play the Sims. Don't lie to me. I wouldn't lie. I know you and your girlfriend play The Sims, so mm -hmm. yeah. 
soul 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 exactly tag, tag. so um what, what do you what do you think about the sins and sex yeah i mean the fact that i don't even give it mind is pretty telling right um it's just unobtrusive um it's fun to just uh you know it's just a tool of uh a tool of your sandbox belt you know like yeah yeah it, you, there's no story attached to it there's no you don't even have to do it i mean yeah. you know there's benefits but like you know it's just if you want to do it you're gonna do it just like real life so uh, you know, I think it's great. I think uh, probably the closest we'll ever get to it just because uh, it's visual, like from a silhouette point of view, mm. like the the sheet over them and then the like rumbling and the sound effects, like you know what's happening, yeah, but they don't need it. to make it awkward and they don't need to have mocap. They don't need to have gross what's sounds. funny is they also mocap that it's it's insane <laughs> they get contortionist 20 people have died <laughs> from maxim entertainment um, <laughs> um uh, but yeah but yeah no it, it and uh i'm also in, incredibly happy that uh you know they don't care uh about gender uh and in the sims 4 you can actually choose uh uh you know no you can't you can't choose gender neutral or transgender because we're going to talk one more thing about the Sims and that is uh, wicked whims, uh, which is a sex mod for the Sims. Mm -hmm. Oh God. That Katie and I are going to be talking about <laughs> because we've messed around with it. We've messed around with it a bunch. Um, uh, so one of the things that it does that I think the Sims need to take note of is add the option for asexual, uh, transgendered, uh, either male or female. Mm -hmm. uh, it also um, doesn't even, uh, it, it, you don't have to pick the option of transgendered. You can actually just pick male or female and give your uh, sim the opposite uh, uh, genitalia, which is fucking amazing. I, I know cyberpunk won't even do that. Uh, even though they should. Um, and that kind of inclusivity is only given to you by a mod. Katie, tell me about this mod. I mean, it does more than just sex stuff. It does. So I do appreciate that. Like when I was looking more into it, because um, the sex stuff was obviously like the main draw for it when we were yeah. messing around, we were like, hmm, yeah, yeah. how weird can we make this? <laughs> um, but, you know, they they add more depth to like, you know, just general life like mm -hmm. hey guys have you ever wondered how annoying it is to have a period well congratulations now your female sim needs tampons that you yeah. have to buy that you have to buy and you have to, <laughs> you have to like, get use it delivered and, to yeah, you yeah. you have to use it like yeah. you have to make sure you're taking a shower oh and she's in pain so good luck yeah. getting her to do anything right now <laughs> um uh yeah i mean it, it adds so much nuance that only a mod can do it because otherwise this game would be rated at at best m rating yeah. um at worst a um and it it only mods can do this and i'm i'm glad that somebody sort of took it under their wing because it is a massive undertaking every single update that the sims 4 does yeah. this mod breaks and oh, within yeah. days the one or two guys uh people i don't even know who are involved in this mod 
fix the mod and have it up and running again. Well, and and the 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 program that they use for Wicked Whims that that they made is mm. now responsible for other mods right. within that you know don't even use wicked whims like you don't have to use it yeah. but if you want to use those mods you have to download yeah. at least their portion of that yeah. of the wicked whims mod and i just find that so fascinating because it's added so much depth and so much control to the game and um i think we're getting a little off topic but yeah <laughs> well kind of i mean uh it i i do i i, I don't mean to like take a hard left on this one because i could honestly talk about how much i appreciate what you know the sims 4 does for like modders in terms of like having that inclusivity but i do want to shine a light on the fact that there's there's not a lot like honestly there's not a lot if it's not hot lesbians or you know just in the last of us two's case mildly attractive lesbians (laughs) who look like normal people yeah um you know they're not you know skinny hot gorgeous lesbians who have an extended makeout scene there's virtually no queer representation in the gaming world and even my favorite game destiny like there's queer representation but this is a looter shooter so realistically where are they going to throw in this scene like that would be weird <laughs> right like it is explicitly said that in orbit right yeah right like give me a seat as i'm flying in like i'm getting busy with you know anna bray or something um but like you know through the game itself like explicitly says hey queen mara Sav, one of the most powerful characters in the entire universe she's bi as hell she had this badass strong ass like girlfriend for the longest time that she was madly in love with like you know anna bray you know one of the most legendary guardians who's ever lived yep she was gay Right. Like, or at least bisexual, yeah. um, and Osiris and Saint 14. But again, these are all written. This isn't like yeah. explicitly seen. Yeah. And, and, and as much as I can appreciate it, it's just, ugh. yeah. I mean, to that point, uh, Kent sort of made the correct assessment here. I, I am, I'm saddened that he's right, that it's probably, uh, developers and animators who just don't want to do the same. I mean, in the case of destiny, it's more like, this right. is a looter shooter. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> what do you want? But like, uh, no, I mean, in, in other games, like I'm sure this is going to be changing because the uh, workforce of development teams are becoming more and more diverse, mm-hmm. which is always a good thing. You get more voices in, you get more opinions and you get more eyes. Um, but uh, yeah, Kent, you nailed it on the head. It's uh it's 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 sad that uh we we don't get as much uh inclusivity that i also want to say fuck you to like product cd project red or whatever like fucking doing the whole like yeah we're we've got all this representation but not really like if you're like guys don't don't do this like don't promise your representation starved fucking audience one thing and then turn around and go oh but don't worry transphobes and homophobes it'll, it's okay like and that's that's a whole yeah. different topic but the fact that these companies pretend to be like you know really with it and woke in order to get you know these these poor mostly younger people's money because they've been promised this representation that they're so desperately lacking only to like chicken out at the last second and just be like Ooh, I just I could go on forever oh, about it. It's so frustrating. Oh, it's a Destiel thing, like finally getting that one little piece of representation, and then oh. right to Super Hill. Right, right. <laughs> and well, also, now you're talking not, about supernatural, well, so we should. Probably... I'm mad about that, but I do want to say there's something to be said for promising that representation, but making it vague enough that it doesn't offend the people who need to be offended. 
(laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's that's the past four years in a nutshell. Let's just be honest right there. Um, Well, uh, unless somebody has some uh, closing statements, uh, I think we're going to we're going to stop the podcast. Anybody uh, anybody want to jump in? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't know what else there is to say. Yeah, I mean, you, give you sex some time, and eventually it will be fine. Just okay. VR chat people. Like if you, I'm sure. <laughs> just life, go on man. VR chat. I'm pretty sure they've got it pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah just. Yeah, I'm sure. Do that. <laughs> you never I mean, know. One day you might see an anime girl doing it with Ugandan knuckles, and I hear. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, apparently the internet is full of boobs, so maybe you could just find some pictures there. I don't even know. Uh, So that is going to be the end of the podcast. I'm glad you guys stuck around for the sex talk. Um, (laughs) So just a couple announcements at the end of the show here. Uh, First week of December, I promise, is going to be the last few episodes of the NPC adventures. So I hope you guys tune in for that. It's going to be fantastic. And after that, we're going to start a brand new campaign in Dungeons and Dragons 5e. If you guys have been waiting for an actual play podcast that actually plays in D&D, well, wait no longer. It's coming soon. Yes. Uh, Using a legit method and not just a broken... It's homebrew and it works just fine. It doesn't. We proved him wrong. (laughs) And I'm going to be a part of it. Yes, you you are. And me... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leonard's gonna Leonard's gonna be on there. Kent, you're gonna be on there. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Your fantastic girlfriend Julia, she's gonna be on there. It's gonna Ooh, be this should be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. She gets uh, very into characters. So um, be oh, warned. Hell yes. Good. Hell good. yes. Hell <laughs> yes. Hell yes. So uh <laughs> you can find that on Silver Tongue Audio. You can also find uh Dazed and Disturbed if you haven't checked out his three-part Halloween special where he talks to a literal witch. For like two and a half hours and then gets his tarot read uh it is an incredibly entertaining uh a couple of hours that you should you should check out um and and listen to the last part in the dark because it's uh it's spooky no i'm good okay uh <laughs> but you can Love find you that know. on silver tongue audio he comes out every other win uh, thursday excuse me every other thursday and he doesn't need any advertisement that i'm going to give him a little bit here at the end anyway it's the funniest dad uh, in the Bay Area, it's Alex Woody, and he has a show every single Monday called Midnight in the Bay. He's up to like 156 episodes, I think, which is ridiculous. Wow. So, yeah, he's far surpassed us. Yeah, he but, really beat us. <laughs> yeah, he really has. But if you can go onto your podcasting app and rate and and, and, and review or whatever, uh, all of those things, uh, we would really appreciate it. It helps other people find it, and these shows can just keep growing. That is going to do it for the NPC podcast. We appreciate you listening to us and I will end it the same way I end it every week until next game, everybody until next game. Silver Tongue Audio.